open on a cluster of a few dozen yurts tucked in the shadow of Kimuthi Gorum, a worn, jagged peak breaking up the otherwise featureless landscape. We zoom in slowly on one yurt in particular, and just before we clear the flap, we hear the sound of a hard slap and a yell being choked back. A stern, loud male voice growls out, Wrong! It's Namathisela Olagothini! Again! Now we see the owner of this voice, an imposing older Kellid man, his long hair gone mostly gray, covered in scars and ritual tattoos, staring down at a roughly 12-year-old boy who's trying not to cry. The boy's right cheek is bright red and starting to swell from the slap. Na- Namisela O Lago Sithishi? Olagothini! Not she, ni. Get it right, boy. Na- Namathisela Olagothini. Better. Not good, but better. I. I still don't understand why I need to learn this. The black horses are allies, and... The man hits Vargas again, drawing blood under his eye this time. If you ever want to earn that sword, you'll stop asking stupid questions and do what you're told. That sword is mine by blood. It's yours when you prove it is, boy. He spits the last word with contempt. The young Vargas looks at him, near tears from the pain of all the abuse but with anger and defiance on his face the man looks back and after a moment his expression softens if you want to be a warrior worthy of that blade you need to know these things the black horses are our allies now but that hasn't always been the case in my grandfather's time our clans were bitter enemies but we've been at peace for decades. I learned the Sunderhorns can't. Sunderhorns? As fitting as that nickname is, we are Clan Mountainfist, and we do not lower ourselves by denying our enemies their rightful names. Well, fine. Then the Sunderhorns have their own battle can't, just like the Black Horses or the White Scars or us. I've already learned it. You said yourself that I had a gift with language. You said you've never had a student who could learn an enemy's battle cant so quickly. So why do I need to learn this one too? The man kneels to look the young Vargas in the eye, putting his hands on the boy's shoulders. We've fought the Sunderhorns for a generation. They've captured many of our people, tortured them, learned our cants, our hand signals, our common strategies, all of it. Say you're out in a raiding party. You know there are Sunderhorns nearby, and they may be spying on you. How do you communicate with your troops? I... I use our battle cant, right? Isn't that why you taught it to me? The man smiles for a moment. And just as Vargas hesitantly smiles back... Wrong! I just told you that they know our battle cant. A decision like that could kill your entire raiding party. The more ciphers and languages and patois you know, the easier it is to mix them together and confuse a potential listener or watcher, and the less likely you are to be confused by others doing the same to you. The most important battles are fought with the mind, not swords. That is what I'm here to teach you, boy. Your mother claims you have great potential. Prove it. The young Vargas, he sniffs, he wipes his eyes and... A little bit more determinedly, he nods his head. 
All right. Now again. Black Horse can't for attack the flank. Go. Namathisela Olingothini. We fade out. Welcome to Pot Against the Machine. forgotten how to start these things must be nervous or something welcome Podcast to pot Go. against the machine keeping that in keeping nope, that it's in. over <laughs> all right now i'm gonna do the mean intro welcome Spaghetti. to pot against the machine the only pathfinder actual play podcast with a spoiler alert tpk in episode 11 i'm your host sam and um we're not gonna do the around the table intro this time because we're in double digit effort episodes and that means we're mature teenagers and um i guess feel free to talk as you will <laughs> somebody still has to talk though it's not my rider i mean all he's saying with guaranteed tpk is a guaranteed totally peaceful kasatha as has been stated uh in our internal conversations so i'm not worried about that i'm not worried about it i mean peaceful that's what the peace for I, for one, am a fan of that vernacular, Sam. How do you feel? I am ambivalent towards it. I could go either way. <laughs> I could go four ways. You know, on on the one hand, it sounds more positive. On the other <laughs> hand, this joke is going to take too <laughs> so long to be a bit. Be out, I'll be right it. back. You got it. <laughs> when we last left our heroes, they had killed a horrible rock monster and found strange cave paintings the strangest of which depicted four armed creatures kneeling before some sort of oblong shape wrapped in fire in the sky after leaving that particular cave the party found their way south and onto the road that ran across the strange underground desert into a um wall that was not a wall uh, where they found um, machines that shot electricity at Brixby several times. And after failing to disable said machines, um, they found a room that appeared to have some sort of emergency reset. Uh, After some consternation about whether or not emergency reset means everyone's going to die if we press this button, they decided to come back to that uh, did a little more exploration, and we found ourselves in what appears to be a conference room with a four-armed person who, unlike the other four-armed people, actually has flesh on its bones. So that's where we are. Nancy. Yeah, quick uh, quick note on that recap. We, we did finally find our way to the path that we totally observed and then completely ignored in a completionist effort to uh, find as much XP as possible. Well, as you um, take a second to actually look this fellow over, let me just pop him up on the screen out of nowhere Thank for you. everyone. Um, 
This fellow is clad in uh, tatters, um, shirtless to show off his killer killer V, and uh, wearing a, a kind of cape and holding two rather menacing-looking swords. Um, but if you look kind of closely at him, his skin is pale and sallow, and in places it's looks like it's kind of rotted out almost. He doesn't look like he's breathing. And as he stares at you, just standing behind the table, holding up his swords, a bizarre voice comes from him. A voice that only Vargas can understand. This appears to be the... a battle cant that he remembers from his childhood. And the voice says, I assume you cannot understand me. And Vargas will uh, say back, and to him, he assumes that he's speaking with perfect grammar, but I imagine it comes out more like, Who you? How you speak? Black Horse can't. Interesting. None of the other invaders spoke my language. Tell me, invader, how did you come to learn my tongue? Do my people walk freely outside these walls? Invader. You, invader. This, our home. Under our home. He cocks his head to the side, his face dead and emotionless. As he stares at you and, and pauses for several seconds, seeming to consider this. And while he's pausing, Vargas is going to turn to the rest and he's going to go, I don't know what this thing is, but it it knows Kellid battle language. It's... Uh, called us invaders can you tell it that we're not that yeah i mean technically if he had this room reserved at this hour we're overstepping but <laughs> i tried to tell it that the language seems slightly different but i think i got across does does it look undead to anyone else do you want us to roll any checks, Sam? Yeah, is there like a heal check we can roll or something? Or like a uh, knowledge religion? Yeah, I'd say the best thing would be a knowledge religion for this. I have a plus seven to this bad boy. Uh, With a seven, that's a 14 from Bricksbow. First roll on my new color scheming dice from Dice Envy. Let's see with a plus five what we get. Natural 17 for a 22. Very nice. Envy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Brixby is definitely able to tell that this is some kind of undead, and obviously you can intuit that it's a Kasatha, um, and that he's not a skeleton, um, in that he has flesh on his bones. But Asher, you've seen something of this type of undead before. This is some kind of variant of a juju zombie. Um which is a very difficult type of creature indeed. Now, I'm afraid you didn't pass the check by enough to get any 
uh, but basic information about him. So I will say you can tell he's got four arms. Likely means he can attack four times. And uh, he has your standard undead defenses. There may be other defenses as well. And he's sentient, even though he's undead. He's like, he has a, like, obviously doesn't have a mind since he's undead and they're immune to mind stuff. But he's like, I guess that's the word. Yes, sentient. He's not like the things we saw before. He's intelligent. I do get with my campaign trait a plus two on knowledge checks to identify alien creatures. I don't know if that makes a difference on the threshold, but we could treat that as a 24. With a 24, you do indeed get one question. Yay. Okay, being as I know it's a juju zombie, I'm not going to ask its alignment. (laughs) (laughs) Unless juju is is a uh, means friendly in some language, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look at special defenses. That was probably a good choice. Uh, For special defenses, he has channel resistance. He appears to have some sort of defensive training. He has damage reduction, but it would be a separate question to um, figure out what would overcome his damage reduction. Uh, He is immune to cold damage, electricity damage, and magic missiles in addition to your standard undead immunities. And he actually also resists fire damage wow good thing he is totally peaceful yeah he has been standing here standing there sort of with his arms crossed just waiting watching all of you uh, waiting for vargas's attention to return as he seems to gather that he's the only one he can talk to yeah vargas will uh look back at him and again he's going to say how do you know the Black Horse's battle can't. I would not answer your questions, Invader, normally. But you have afforded me a brief diversion from an eternal nothingness. And for that, I owe you a very small debt. The language that you ascribe to the Black Horse belongs to my people, the Kazatha. I am their leader. Ages ago, I was named Hedgeoth. Now, I have no name. I have eternal nothingness. Vargas kind of laughs a little. He goes, I also have lost my people in my name. Where do you come from? What is this place? I have paid my debt to you, Invader. Now... It is time for the shadow in the sand to get his payment. And Vargas is gonna kind of look at everybody else and goes, he, he wants us to pay him for the information, which isn't much. He, he said something ridiculous about the Black Horse language being his. He said he's a leader of people, but that he's the only one left. What information does he have for us? Not giving anything else without payment, he claimed. What payment? And Vargas will turn back to him. What 
sort of payment do you need? He uncrosses his arms, or at least the ones holding the swords. The other two remain crossed. And, um... Cocks his head off to one side. And he says, You misunderstand. The only payments left you can make to the final father is a pointless, random death. You walked through my door, and for this reason, and nothing more, you die. A tragic but inevitable accident. And Vargas will turn to his companions and go, It's going to attack! And roll for initiative. Alright, Vargas, why don't you do the honors of telling us your initiative first? Got a 12, which I think is the highest I've rolled on initiative in a few weeks, so I'm happy about that. Alright, and what is your bonus? A plus 2. Rolled a natural 10. Okay, and Asher, how about you? Rolled a 9 on the die for a 13. Alright, and Kira? That's a 1, Sam. 1 plus 5, but still a 1. Rolling well tonight. How about Brixby? 17 on the die for a dirty 20. A duddy 20, if you will. Our buddy here also got a 12, but he has a better bonus than Vargas. So, uh, Brixby is going first. You have standing about 60 feet from you behind the oversized table, a juju zombie with four arms and two swords. Uh, all right. Um... Well, Brixby acknowledging that he is behind pretty much the rest of the party still in the hallway, he is going to um, grab his necklace, chant and tone, um, Clippium, and you just see this kind of shimmering, dark, purple force apparate in front of him, and the air is apparating. He just casts shield. Uh, and he's going to take a five-foot step up to the northwest behind his friend Vargas. Alright, and we will go to Asher. Asher has uh, learned a lot about this creature, and it seems that that might be all we get to learn about him. So he will step up. Uh, moving around this room, uh, is any of it difficult terrain other than probably the table itself? Or can I and with, with 20 feet to the northwest, could I, it looks like that's all I'd need to move. Yeah, everything but the table and chairs is perfectly passable. Okay, so these uh, round things aren't difficult terrain? Right. I don't know what they are. They're flavor round things. Ah. Do, do they have a defined flavor in the adventure path? Or do we have to lick them to find out? You might have to lick them. It's a perception check, uh, DC 15 plus the level of the flavor. Ooh. Well, <laughs> if we survive this combat, I know what I'm doing next. Uh, seeing as he is within 25 feet of old Heduath, although he doesn't know Heduath's name, Asher will level his gun at this Kasatha and say, And I don't speak common. Or at least I presume you don't as you spoke 
some sort of horse language with my friend Vargas here. Uh, but you're making a mistake. We're not invaders. But we will defend ourselves and this town. And with that, he will fire. Oh, thank God. I had to look closely. Like, oh no, is that a nat 1? It's a natural 7. Ooh. Uh, which makes it a 14 against touch. 14 against flat-footed touch. Uh, will hit. Ooh. That was off the blue within blue dice from Dice Envy. And now the D8 plus one. Oh, six on the dice for seven points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. All right. It seems like the bullet goes into him and barely phases him. Cool. But that's probably more because of his emotional sort of issues than his defensive issues. Very stoic. Very zen. Yeah, he seems pretty chill. Super chill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eternal nothingness. What's a bullet? Yeah, you get shot, it happens, you know? He is going to step out around the table and off to the east uh, just a little ways going about 20 feet and as he moves he will draw a javelin with uh, one of his free hands and throw it at the man with the magical handbanger. I will be rolling my Norse Foundry uh, Sunfire dice this evening for the first time so you know what to blame if terrible things happen. 19! Yep, that beats my AC of 18. Right, the, ooh, max damage. Uh, that is 10 damage from the javelin. Head to West. Does not feel good. Just expertly tosses it over the table. Um, it seemed completely unfazed by getting shot a second ago. And uh, he is finished, so Vargas is up. All right, Vargas is going to. I can't do that and move. Uh, he is going to take just a little bit forward. He's going to go about ten feet to the north, uh, still keeping some distance between him and Hedwath. And he is going to then cast Longarm. So you see the metal that makes up his right arm just kind of almost like falls apart and drops to the ground. And that will be his turn. And Kira is up. Cool. Uh, Kira doesn't have any fun distancey things, so she's just gonna just gonna walk right up to it. Like we're we're attacking, right? We're gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go over there. We'll stand in this little guy next to it um, and hit it with a greatsword. Oh, that's a better roll. Um, 17 plus just a greatsword, which is 6. Um, 23 to hit. Yeah, 23 will hit. 12 points of damage for that one. Okay, and this sword is mundane, nothing magical about it. It's very cute. <laughs> it's like sparkly, but no, the sword itself is quite average. Okay, yeah, you seem like you did some damage, but it did not all go through. That's my turn. And he's just, like, staring right in your face like nothing even happened. Just 
dude is so chill, you guys. He's a friend. And at the <laughs> top of round two, uh, Brixby is up once more. All right, uh, Brixby is going to move to the north, 5, 10, 15, and use Scurrying Swarmer to enter into Asher's Square. And then from there, he is going to attempt an Acid Splash at the Kasatha, um, taking a negative four for shooting into combat here. It's a 21 against touch, Sam, with a 16 on the die. Uh, 21 against touch will do it. All right, well, here comes the big, huge damage. Uh, rolling a d6 here from my friends at Die Hard Dice. That gives me a solid two with a three on the d6. All right, that acid damage seemed to all go through, so you have found something that actually hurts this wonderful fellow. Is he still like Zen? Yeah, he still looks like he does not care. And Asher is back up. He's got a javelin friend. So I, I was hit by a javelin. Does Asher have any mechanic? Like, is this something where I have to take an action to remove the javelin from myself? Or is it just now a flavored javelin of death? It's just a flavored javelin. I mean, you you have loot. Congratulations, you have a javelin. But Dope. You don't uh, need an and, action and- to de-javelin yourself. That's a relief. Uh, and it didn't it didn't escape my notice that you referred to my gun as a magical handbanger, so I'm really looking forward to finding out what sort of enchantments <laughs> it's been granted. Uh, I will, however, take a standard to reload. Uh, and since he didn't say that he said it, he will call out that it's, it's resistant to cold electricity, fired magic missiles, to some sort of defensive training resists channeled energy and as your standard undead immunities and that's that's his turn not gonna move just chilling also zen you know what scratch that as a move action still zen still chill will draw the wand of cure light wounds in his offhand so that he can zenfully potentially keep himself alive. <laughs> All right. Um, we are on to Hetuath's second turn, and seeing that there is an invader with a metal arm that is now extra long standing in front of him, he is going to take a five-foot step to the side, putting Kira between himself and Vargas and he's about to unleash a full attack. So, short sword number one. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Doesn't do it, I've decided. <laughs> the 23 will hit, that's a, it's gonna be a hit. All right, that is max damage, that's 10. Oh boy, all right. This is gonna be a short one. And he is going to do the other short sword. That is a 22 to hit. Uh-huh. Uh, that's less than max damage. It's nine damage. You know what? No, no, wait. <laughs> that is actually seven damage. Oh, great. Okay. Kira's still on her feet. Barely. And he's going to break out the slam. Uh, that's a 12 to hit. No, 12 is yep, for good. We are good. All I right. like to think she struggles not to pass out and ducks under a blade. 
right, and one more slam. Uh, 16. 16 will do it. Not raging? Nope, not raging. All right, just making sure. And that's minimum damage, three damage with the slam. Wouldn't you know, plenty of damage. Kira's down in round two. Wow. Real bummer. Well, looks like that uh, tactic to get soft cover didn't work so well for you there, Cassandra. Yeah, he blew it. <laughs> Joke's on you. All right, Vargas, you are up. So, uh, yeah, I've noticed uh, what appears to be an odd mistake. This uh, enemy we're fighting at level two appears to have four attacks. <laughs> I think you accidentally grabbed this guy from book three, maybe. <laughs> Oops. He said he was the leader. Yeah, that he did. Uh, Vargas is going to take a five-foot step to the north so that he can still do a full attack action. And he is going to do a spell combat. So he will take a minus to his attack to also be able to cast a spell the same turn. He is going to start with the spell... Uh, so I'm going to roll my Norse Foundry Clockwork Dragon here, because I've mostly been rolling my Fallen Star. Let's see how this one does. To try and hit him with a ranged touch. And that is a natural 20. Alright, roll to confirm. Yay. Might not confirm, probably doesn't confirm. What's my bonus to that? So that will be a 13. Uh, 13 does not confirm on touch. Okay, so just normal damage then, so it'll be a d3, and you know what, I'm gonna go with uh, Zach's method, because that way I don't have to re-roll, because I've been rolling a d4 and just re-rolling on the 4, it's much easier to do this. Uh, so that is two points of acid damage. Alright, that all seems to go through. Alright, and then with his 10 feet of reach, he is going to attempt to hit him with his arm. At a minus four to his normal thing, which is actually just no bonus whatsoever because they cancel each other out. Actually, wait. No, that's only a minus two. Excuse me. It's actually still a plus two. But that's not going to do it because that's only a ten. So he swings at him with the arm and misses. And that is Vargas's turn. Alright. Chip, chip, chipping away. And Kira, let's get that uh, stabilization roll. Alright, using the unicorn die from, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm going to say you are wizards. Let's see what that is, a 13. No, plus my con, right? Uh, yeah, plus your con bonus. 15. And how far in the negative are you? Minus two. Oh yeah, that's, that's plenty, you're stable. This'll be fine. Alright, um, we are round to round three, and Brixby is back up. Uh... Brixby is going to take a five-foot step north into Vargas's square again, using Scurrying Swarmer, and uh, ready uh, an attack if the Kasatha comes within range with his rapier. All right. And Asher, you're up. Kira has fallen. That's, uh, that's not great. Uh, so Asher's face darkens. He is now less zen than Hetuath. And he levels his loaded quote magical handbanger at this creature and as a swift action will enact his smite evil ability 
as he says, You call us invaders and you strike us down. We cannot tolerate you any longer. And he will attack. Rolling the portal dice, hoping for good things. I mean, it, it could be worse things. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to hit. That's uh, 22 against touch. A 22 will hit. And that's going to be, uh, because it is undead, I get to do two damage per paladin level on top of this sweet goodness. So it's going to be a D8 plus three. Only a three on the die, but that is six points of now more magical because it will bypass any DR. So you said six damage, and um, what was that about bypassing DR? Uh, the goodness of Smite Evil means that you just take all of it. Very nice. So that was a good chunk, and you seem to have gotten his attention. Less than... So he turns his head and he looks at Asher and he doesn't really make any sort of face, but he is giving you a good, good look. As the youth hasn't been known to say, come at me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is going to step up into Kira's square, um, standing over her unconscious form. He is going to... Unleash a full attack on Vargas. First attack is the best bonus. That is a 22 to hit. That is definitely a hit. Oh, actually, yeah. um, If you were up one space, then he has stepped into Brixby's um, ready to action, so... Brixby should actually get an attack before that. Rolling a big d20 here. It's an 11 on the die. We're looking at a solid 16 with my rapier, Sam. That's not going to do it. All right. Well, I tried. (laughs) So Vargas is going to take five damage on that first Masterwork short sword. Ouch. And attack number two, we're looking at a 16 to hit. 16 is also a hit. That is four damage. Used all the big ones early. Um, The first slam is going to be just an eight. I'm guessing that misses. Yep, that is a miss. And then a 16 with the second slam. That is a hit. That's max damage on the slam. That is eight damage. Uh, Vargas is staggered. Wait, disabled? You're at zero? Disabled, yes. (laughs) Ah, frig. Ah, frig. (laughs) 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 Well, this got interesting in a hurry. It is 8.45. We did deserve the bad intro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, at least both of our melee frontliners are up. Oh, wait. Uh, well, Vargas is still up, and it's his turn. So I can take one action, correct, when you're disabled? So if you take a standard, you lose a point and then just pass out. Yeah. But if you do a move or nothing, 
you're fine. Yeah. But if I do a move, I'm going to take a uh, attack of opportunity because I can't do a full withdrawal. Though, can I do a five-foot step? Can you do a move adjacent action? Yeah, you can do a five-foot step. It's a free action. Okay. Uh, Vargas is then going to take a five-foot step backwards and end his turn. This guy is so mean. (laughs) And he says, good luck, Brixby. All right, at the top of round four, uh, Brixby is staring into the face of uh, Buzzsaw, for lack of a better term. Um, all right, uh, Brixby, because he is no longer sharing a square, is not going to be able to get the benefits of flanking, uh, standing and banging with this guy, so it would make a full attack kind of useless. He's going to take a five-foot step back to the south into Vargas's square, and, um, you know what? This would be funny, because he's sharing the same square as Kira's body. Uh, he is going to... Um, chant in Lino Avina and uh, I need you to roll me a reflex save Sam interesting DC 15 uh, yeah that's a 17 on the die uh, alright well regardless I cast Grease starting on his square uh, moving back um, so uh, yeah, if he's moving inside that area, um, he is going to have to use acrobatics to, uh, yeah, you can actually walk at half speed with a DC 10 acrobatics check. Failure means you can't move, um, and you have to make a reflex save or fall. I cast grease. So that's it. All right. Uh, half speed movement means he can't take a five foot step, correct? Ah, he can't because he can't in difficult terrain. Which means that if he tries to move forward with my 10 feet of natural reach, I now get AOOs. And then immediately pass out after taking it because it's an action. <laughs> I'm a tactical genius. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> so, a tactical genius. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I'll. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave now. Please don't. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't leave before you take your turn. Okay. Uh, majestically, Asher will reload as his standard action, and he is going to stay put because tactically, I don't think it would be beneficial for him to move from this spot. <laughs> kind of make a. Hetuath work to get to him if if Vargas and Brixby don't take him out, which they will. <laughs> End of turn. Alright, and we are back up to Hetuath, who is going to walk five feet but not take a five-foot step, so Vargas gets an attack of opportunity if he would like it. He's gonna take it. I don't know why he'd want to take it. That is a... Is that an 18 or a 13? That is an 18. That is a 22. A uh, 22 will hit. Alright. Arm is a d6 plus 2. Ugh. 
minimum damage. That is three points of damage. After which, uh... <laughs> does Vargas collapse after that? Does an AOO count as a standard action? No. I think it's I like an immediate so. action. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta roll that DC-10 acrobatics if you think I'm even <laughs> letting you leave the greasy zone, buddy. <laughs> He does have to roll an acrobatics to take that. Does is that Kira's corpse is just glistening. <laughs> that slow side when you put down a glass of water in a puddle of water. Right, he got a thirteen on that acrobatics. Uh, with his negative three uh, modifier, that's just. Oh wait, that would still pass. That joke doesn't work. Anyway. <laughs> All right, he is going to take one swing at um, at Vargas, and that's a twenty-two. Yeah, no, that's a hit. And hey, that is guy. that is nine damage. So I think Vargas is down. Yes, Vargas cool. is. Uh, he is unconscious and stable. All right, and Hetwath's turn is over. Vargas, um, you don't need to roll to stabilize. Nope. So Vargas is just unconscious on the ground. Uh, he has something he can do. His people that listen to less uh, episode two know. But uh, actually, you know what? what the hell? Let's waste it this turn. I'll probably be dead next turn anyway. And we could have me. So Vargas is going to activate his once-a-day broken-not-beaten ability to regain consciousness for one turn and be staggered. So he can either do a standard or a move. Uh, I think I'll use that as a move action to stand up before collapsing again at the end of the turn. Uh, oh, also, yeah, Vargas uh, does have a Sky Metal. Which, does that, would that be uh, advantage, like roll twice, take the better? It's a plus four on, on any d20 roll. Plus four on any d20. And what's the uh, negative for attacking from the ground? Negative four, so it just So it just it. bounces out. You know what? This seems like this guy is a boss, so that seems like a good thing to use this guy metal on, so I'm going to use it. And so Vargas, his eyes snap back open, and he swings his arm with a, that is a 13 that time, so that is a 17 to hit. Uh, 17 is not going to do it. Uh, okay, and then he uh, immediately goes back unconscious at the end of his turn, and that's it. Right. And Kira is still unconscious. Can I roll to not drift away from everyone else? <laughs> Just sliding around on a pool of grease, completely unaware. <laughs> Kingsley dragging her around the room. Oh, okay. Alright, uh, Brixby, you are up, staring into the face of the wonderful friend. Um... When we bought healing, everybody has one healing potion, yeah? I believe so. You bought a potion yeah, for everybody. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I know it'll be a um, 
It's like a move to pull it out and then a standard to administer it. So it's going to be my full round and I know that's going to provoke. So I'm going to provoke, Sam. Uh, I'm going to pull out. Oh, maybe we have two. But regardless, I'm whipping out one. I'm going to whip out one of my uh, Cure Light Wounds potions. So feel free to swing on this sweet rat boy. Okay, I believe it's actually a full round action to administer a, a potion to another person, though. All right, well, that has completely changed my plan, um, considering I would need to take a move action to take that out. And Brixby's going to make the mistake of... Actually, you know what? I don't want a full attack from this guy. Are you f kidding me? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to take a... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brixby is going to take a um, five-foot step back and then uh, to the south, uh, away from the collapsed Vargas, and he is then going to draw his Cure Light Wounds potion. Uh, he's also going to shout to um, Asher, We're done if we can't heal these two. Get his attention. Now it is incumbent upon Asher to get his attention. Hey. Hey. It's <laughs> Arthur. Look over here. It's me with the gun. And uh, as a swift action, uh, Asher's going to burn a grip point to use focused aim so that he'll add his charisma modifier to damage. Uh, should he hit and do said damage. Rolling the Gears of Fate dice from Awesome Dice, hoping for an awesome roll. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. That's uh, another blah, 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 9 plus 7, 16, 18 against touch. Uh, 18 will hit touch. So I'm going to roll uh, a D8 plus 6. Uh, 1 from the point blank shot, 2 from double my paladin level, and 3 from my charisma mod. Hoping for a nice high number here. And I only roll sixes on D8s tonight. Uh, that's still 12 points of damage. That bypasses all DR. 12 points of damage, eh? Well, it just so happens he was at 11. Yes! Whoa! Head to oh collapses in a heap, and you get a star medal for that gritty gritty performance you also get a grit back grit point back Woo. oh my Woo. god <laughs> jeff asher everyone so yeah. great asher uh walks over to vargas's dead body and pries the metal out of his arm <laughs> 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 i'll be taking this is mine now <laughs> um bricks seeing that combat is over is going to put back away the potion if we have the wand yeah all uh vargas is closer so and i don't want to slip in grease and, and fall so i'll uh i'll just leave kira there until the grease uh you know spells over sorry uh but yeah hitting uh vargas with the wand uh another six and a d8 uh so seven which you're still down, pretty sure. Yep, I'm still at negative two. That thing really messed Vargas up. Yeah, dude. Uh, here's a, a total of six on the second one, so now you're up a little bit. Yeah, he's awake. Uh, and uh, another seven. I think he'll... Uh, I have... Th 
I have 37 more charges if you need one. Pop that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to boop a snoot. Yeah, pop him again. I'm an inch taller than you. I'll, I'll <laughs> want down at you. Uh, <laughs> Riding high. Uh, total of three. Total of three. Not not great. I'm almost full. I think at that point he'll uh, put his arm up and say, "I'm I'm good. See to the see to the work." Yes, glad to hear that. Before stepping towards the the glistening oily corpse, Brixby will. Uh, dismiss Greece off of that area. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dismissing Kira <laughs> as well. Dismissing literally everyone in the room. She was a summon the whole time. Yeah. I'm actually a summoner. That was my Eidolon. I'm out. She's Bye. gone. Whoa. She just melts away to Greece like that freaking Bradbury story. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, Asher walks past Vargas, towards Kira, he will turn to him and and kind of grin and say, Ah, I'm glad I did get to see your arm extend. I'd only heard about it last time when I was blind. That is a rather neat trick, my friend. And it's actually still just kind of like dragging on the ground because that spell lasts 20 minutes. (laughs) It's just like some really cool slinky. Yeah. Uh, Only four to Kira on the first boop. She is conscious. A much better eight on the second boop. And five on the third boop. That's plenty. Y'all want to rifle through this corpse? Boy, howdy. Asher's going to pistol through it instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gun jokes. All right. Well, you do find this body still has a javelin on it in addition to the javelin that made friends with Asher. Um, he has two uh, very fine-looking bone short swords. Those are mechanically masterwork short swords. And um, that dashing red cape of his uh, appears to be magical. He also has 40 gold coins, which despite clearly being not current currency, are close enough to be legal tender for all debts and services in Numeria. Yeah, same gold content in them. <laughs> um, I guess Bricks and, and, and likely Vargas are going to roll spellcrafts on that cape. Uh, or detecting magic first. Um, you know, chanting and, and extending a clawed hand. Oh yeah, this is an intelligence-based roll too. So negative one on that. So that makes that just the 24 with the 17 off the die. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, you're definitely not going to be able to tell that this is a cloak of resistance plus one. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? That's a really rare item for a level two dungeon drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I want to roll off on this one. Um, I feel like this is something that would basically benefit everybody, and I doubt anyone has a shoulder slot at this point. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll roll for it. Alrighty. Let's roll off. I'll sit out. Uh, that's a two. That's a two. <laughs> a twelve. Only an eight for Asher. Is Kira rolling or I'm 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 move, removing myself from the contest because I was floating in a puddle of grease and that feels fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can also benefit from saves there, Mr. Frontliner. 
Because then now if someone casts Grease on you in the future, you jet. <laughs> so you're not going to roll? Oh, uh, okay. So I did, and that was a 20. But I really, can I not? I, I, I don't want it. Do not give it to me. I got a thing. I'm good. I don't even know how to use this. What is it? Uh, uh, is it a bug and a jewel? Because I'm still confused about last week's. It's a cape that makes you good at saving. No, you're talking about the uh, Swarm Bane class. Yeah, I will take that. Mm-hmm. I am removing myself from the ballot. So it sounds like Vargas got himself a cloak. Dope. Okay, yeah, so Vargas uh, stumbles to his feet, walks over to the uh, corpse, and just yanks the cloak off it as Brigsby goes, I think that's match. <laughs> Completely ignoring him and just going, yoink. His weapons are not the one that he lodged in Asher, but his swords are fine. Um, unfortunately, they're sized for a man larger than me. Is anyone interested? Vargas will uh, look down his arm. He goes, I can't wield the sword anymore. Besides, and he starts tying the cape around. He goes, I have my spoils from this battle. I'm larger than you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, big stuff. You can take as many of these uh, finely made short swords as you like. I mean, I kind of like my sword. These don't have any glitter on them at all, but we can probably find like a glitter store, right? They have those. We'll find one. It's okay. Yes, there's a man in town named Michael who has all sorts of crafts. Yeah, I prefer Joanne, but Michael's fine. Yes, I would go to her for fabrics, but Michael, I, just, I feel like I've known him a long time. I hate you both <laughs> so much. I'm going to take the short swords. I do want myself. Uh, I want. I rolled an eight on uh, Asher wanting himself, thank God. So now he's back up to just three down from full. Um, so, Sam, you mentioned that this room is filled with... Um, what we, I don't know if we rolled on it, but we interpreted as Xythus adjacent stuff. And then obviously his little intro uh, boss monologue where he's just <laughs> like, arbitrary chance brought you here. So um, can we can we roll like a knowledge religion on this room? Is there anything else to learn from this weird suicide conference chamber? Um, I would say that the um, the language scrawled on the walls, though um, Vargas can speak the, the language that Hetuath was speaking, I, I don't think he can read yeah, it. I don't think he'd be able to read it, no. The characters they use would just be like completely... Yeah, he would have no idea what it is. He just knows it as a spoken language. Yeah, but um, I'm not sure if you made the DC... Or the DC, the religion check uh, before. Uh, you can feel free to roll it now. All right. I like that. Because if I failed it before, I'll certainly pass <laughs> it now with my 14. I probably won't pass it with my 14. Thank you, Headache. What about a 21? Yeah, well, a 15. <laughs> well, the 21's good enough. The 14 and 15 are not. Um, but these do appear to be... Um, crude drawings of the pickaxe symbol of the god Xiphus of accidental death and tragedy, but they're 
crudely done and they they look kind of off like they were made by someone who'd never actually seen the unholy symbol of Xiphus. The uh, human guy that we found dead in the frog cave had a Xiphus symbol on him, right? Yeah. Just so, going to ask that. He did indeed. Yeah. And he was, he was a human, right? He wasn't an alien? Uh, you couldn't really tell. Yeah. It didn't have forearms, but it was a humanoid corpse, and I think it was a silver uh, symbol of Xiphus. I could be wrong. Yep, I yeah, have it was a silver, silver unholy. Yeah, unholy. Un- unholy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, you couldn't tell if he was human or not. He definitely didn't have forearms. Yeah. Uh, what's the flavor level on this round thing? I rolled a 17. Taste uh, that. For a total of a 17 perception. On the round thing, um, you're getting like yeah, a, a little a... bit of a sour um, and Ew. just kind of a, a very dry and a stagnant. Minerally notes. Really earthy. Yeah, because as Asher just casually, as he turns, just takes a quick lick of this of this flavor round thing. <laughs> and make a fortitude save. And then just coughs. <laughs> Can I borrow that cape? I'm just kidding. Um, I mean... My my plus zero to perception. Of course, one of my best rolls of the game was always on a joke. <laughs> but yeah, if it, if it if Asher's uh, perception doesn't reveal anything, if there appears to be nothing else in the room, um, uh, what was Asher's perception roll again? It was a seventeen. Yeah, eighteen for Kira. Which, if that one extra point helps, let me know. Anyone else want to roll? Vargas does not see anything with a natural one, so... I'll holler at a perception. Sam, I'm not taking a negative to wisdom as well. Wisdom-based skills, right? It's just intelligence? Um, I think it's all mental skills. Oh, all mental. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Negative one on my normal eight. All right. That uh, brings a 16 down to a 15, which I am sure is not going to contribute. No, um, between the lot of you, uh, this room doesn't look like it has anything of particular interest, unless you like office chairs. Um, You have this sort of two-way mirror where you can see out into the desert, but you can't take that with you. And you have the lifeless corpse of Hetuath that's more lifeless than it was when you got here. Man, I should have just taken 20. <laughs> There's not like a computer yeah. in the wall that has like his entire journal for like the last 30 years of his life or anything written into it? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. What's the uh, weight limit on these office chairs? I'm thinking if we find another robot, we could just wheel <laughs> it to town. I'm going to say, yeah, let's take four of those. If nothing else, these look like nice chairs. Those mm-hmm. are like 300 bucks in Office Max. Sadly, the casters on them are so small that they're really going to get stuck in the sand. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, aside from Bricks rubbing his head uh, at the evident negatives he's taking on all of his mental checks right now, uh, swearing under his breath, um, not out loud, so I don't give anybody more editing duties. Well... He didn't really seem to talk much, and he died quick. I don't get a feeling we're going to get much more from this room. But seems that Xiphus nonsense is more than just a 
ill-fated travellers, little unholy charm. Not quite sure what knowledge we can take with this, but, um, I guess be wary of accidents. Dyfus is a god of weaklings. If this creature were truly formidable, he'd worship Gorum. He's clearly not truly formidable, huh? Because <laughs> uh, Asher actually saved our entire life. I don't know how, but we might want to get a bit tactically more sound as a party approaching people. What do you mean? I haven't seen combat very often, but the few times I've watched from the sidelines while uh, the hired muscle has handled it seems to be a bit more efficient than how we handle it. I don't know. You look at it from a purely analytical point. All this creature really did was beat up an old man and a child. It's not that great of a victory. That's true, but both of you were um, what appeared to be inches away from your own accidental deaths. And you sell yourself short, Vargas. No old man that I have met could wield such a mighty junk punch. And Kira, with her great sword and her hammer, you two have struck down many opponents. This alien creature struck the both of you down while I am grateful for the luck we had on our side in spite of this Xiphus worship. The window just looks over the desert. You don't, there isn't anything like specific you see and it doesn't like frame anywhere, anything specific. It just basically looks like you can see straight out. Okay. There's not anything we can see from the height of this window looking out there that we couldn't see when we were out on the ground out there. No. So what the heck is the... I'm just trying to figure out why you have a hidden window. I assume um, if this individual had anything to do with the... uh, quad-armed skeletons we faced earlier. He appeared to be looking through any of those combatants at any time. I think we found ourselves a voyeur. Speaking of, is there any uh, role we can make to be sure that he was the one? Like, is that a power that a juju zombie has that they can use like astral projection we're sure this is the necromancer right? i mean out of character i'm literally just making that assumption with a very little knowledge of magic yeah. like yeah. also out of character mm. yeah. it's likely not him but i just feel like with Brix's information he has in front of him he's gonna assume that's the same dude yeah yeah out of character i'm hoping it's him because if there's something stronger than him in here uh like vargas is talking big talk he's like yeah no they Beat up an old man and a kid. We're fine. Jero the player realizes that that fight did not go great for us. So I'm really hoping this guy was the boss of this place. Um. Uh, but would there be a 
I guess we would have that would have been something we would have had to learn when we were doing our initial role on him and nobody got high enough. Yeah, I don't think you you've got enough on the knowledge checks. Um, yeah, and I'm not going to be able to roll higher than that 24 that Jeff got. Yeah, I mean, you do know that he identified himself as the leader of the Kasatha. Um, yeah. And you know he was looking out the window. Um, you didn't see him use any magical abilities, uh, but you do know he was intelligent. I was trying to think, like, that window had to be used for something before it was used to direct skeletons in battle. Like, that's not what it would have been built for. So, south of this room and then to the east... Uh, there is the corridor that we went up to that kind of runs in a, a slightly pitching circular uh, southwest bound way. And to both ends, we found dead ends, yeah? Yeah. And I do have a, a retcon on that. They both end in um, stone, like cave-in type. All right. So... Oh, so that one that you said ended in, like, a flat wall is, like, a cave-in? Yeah. Um, So, assuming that there isn't any, like, evident mechanics of us cleaning up either of these cave-ins, it seems like the next logical approach is to go back to the power reset room, or possibly back out to the desert and see if there's something that we missed out there. Um. Bricks is definitely drawn back towards the power room. He feels that terminal in particular didn't have enough attention paid to it. What's our fantasy stopwatch looking like? Water breathing being a finite resource. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, you've definitely spent a bunch of time in here because you did have to stop for an hour for Asher to repair his gun, and I think you stopped for... Uh, Brixby to prepare different spells. Yeah, and we went down both of these long corridors too, which... I mean, logistically we've been laboring under the assumption that like we're screwed if we run out of water breathing. Um, mechanically, we can still make swim checks to get out of here, yeah? Yeah, I mean, mechanically it's it's 45 feet that you have to swim. Uh, so you are not dead if you don't have water breathing. Um you're, it's a little risky, uh, especially if you're a bad swimmer. But I mean, I am a bad swimmer, but I also um, super hate this kind of six-hour adventuring day that I'm sure everyone else in the party is also feeling is kind of a leash. Yeah, yeah, feels like we have to keep running back. Totally, and I mean, it almost has this like gamified feel to it. So like, Bricks is a solid negative one swimmer. Seems he's honestly doesn't care i like i don't i don't care if we go back for water breathing at this point like i think at at this juncture while i'm not particularly stoked about making camp in um you know a place that has had zombies and, and rocks with tentacles and this guy who nearly added to our list of of almost tpks um yeah but at the same time like just the the going out all of the procedural you sucks to all the skulks and the how you doing and yeah you know it just mm. takes forever so i mean i'd love to just keep banging on mm. but i don't know how other people feel if we need more things from town or i mean yeah but i think above the table let's go for it yeah 
I, uh, um, I mean, I think I'm good. I got a plus two swim. I feel like we can. I don't think anyone's gonna die swimming back. I trust that breathing. we avoid the TPK in the boss fight, and I'll TPK <laughs> to the weeping pond. Low level Pathfinder play in a nutshell. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I trust that someone will drag my water bloated pseudo corpse out in the same way that I have afforded everyone else's pseudo corpses in the past. So uh, yeah, want to keep going? Let's keep going. The question is, where are you going? <laughs> Bricks is gone. Bricks, you said you wanted to look at the. Uh... Yeah, he, he took to off the computer again. We did say you could press the button. Yeah, didn't we say we were going to do that after we checked the last room? <laughs> Before the whole zombie fight uh, kind of. You promised, he says, as he's running full bore down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> at a solid 20 feet per round so everyone can just walk past him. <laughs> we never found Connor. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where else is there to look? Although, there were other doors in back with the first rock monster that we didn't go through. Those are way back there. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we didn't... Did we not follow the... Did we follow the path in the first spot? We did follow the path. Did we Did we find the path as pathfinders in the first room? Um, you found the path uh, at the start of the desert and then ignored it, went north around the perimeter <laughs> of the desert, uh, climbed over a mountain um, poorly <laughs> to find your way back to the path, um, and then followed the path to its end and then um, ignored the end and went back and climbed another mountain and just sort of finished the circle. That sounds like our party, Sam. <laughs> Thorough. No judgment. No judgment. I'm just saying that's what you did. So I don't think there were any uh, doors back at the beginning that you didn't open. There was a door in the um, cave with the skulks that you weren't able to open. Um, yeah, and then there's, by the gremlins. That's true, the one to the north. And then there's a door in this um, long curved um, passageway. There's a door to the east um, that is locked with a um, black key reader. Oh, wait, to the yep. east? Where is that? Yeah. It's yeah. marked on the map somewhere. Uh, I thought I left a note. Yeah, I have a note up here that says black card reader. And we've only found brown cards, right? Yeah, but we also found uh, e-picks. Did we attempt to e-pick that door? No. We opted to explore further before doing that. Uh, met our buddy, the late Hetuath. Yeah, he didn't have a card on him, right? <laughs> With all his stuff. <laughs> I like that, like, forced narrative uh, attempt. <laughs> sure, I'm Just really... cut off his hand in case we need a, a bioprint. So we're just going to take that black card that he dropped, um, <laughs> and we're just going to bring it over to... Um, but yeah, no, uh, Bricks, after waddling quickly uh, and watching his entire party just walk past him, um, is going to turn to them and be... So... Um, We've got the room, well, I wouldn't say the room we know, but the room we've been in 
that there's more to know in. And uh, then there's that door to the east. And we, uh, and he cracks his little rat knuckles. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, and uh, I haven't taken the knock at that one yet. What do you want to do? Well, you seem pretty intent on messing with that thing over there. Last time we were here, you don't want to do it anymore? I mean, don't get me wrong. An opportunity to mess with technology I don't understand is, um, well, tempting, big stuff. But I understand our uh, group is a bit predisposed towards prudence. So I'm willing to open another door, give us some more opportunities. But you want to let me loose on that terminal back there? Wiggles his little stumpy fingers in excitement. It's a group decision, but I personally believe we should not mess with any of this. And he looks around technology until we're sure there's nothing else here we want to investigate first. With our luck, as soon as we press that button, we'll flood the place or blow it up or something ridiculous. I too am interested in this terminal and finding out what happens when we press that button. But I agree with Vargas. We should be certain that we've fully explored this place before we unknowingly remove our ability to explore it further. That's wise. Um, I appreciate everyone's input here. So, off to the other door then. While we walk, uh, Asher will reload. Had to sit on there. You're standing in front of the um, doorway here, with locked with a um, card reader, much like the card reader with the brown stripe uh, you saw before. And um, it's just sitting there. What would you like to do? So Brixby waddles up to the door that we had originally identified as a, a black stripe card. And he's going to pull out the set of e-picks. He's going to look at them for a moment, uh, sort of orienting himself, uh, looking at the instruments inside. Well, uh, here goes nothing. He's going to attempt to disable device on the door. All right. We have 15 on the die. That, in addition to my 8, the plus 1 from Mechanical and High Tech Traps, gives me a 23, Sam. You also get a plus 1 from the Black Epic. Gives you a bonus. That gives me a 24, Sam. <laughs> and with that, the uh, card reader next to the door... Uh, flashes three green lights, there's a beep, and the door slides open. Standing behind it are three more zombie Juju Katsop. <laughs> <laughs> Brixby pushes Asher through the door, swipes the card again, closes it. You've got it, mate! No, just kidding. All right. Bye, Asher. <laughs> uh, Brixby will turn back to the party. Um, all right, I've got, I've got the door open. I'll also... Uh, out of character mark a use of these epics. Um, I've uh, got the door open. What's our marching order? Has it been 20 in-game minutes yet? 
I don't think so. You've all just talked things over and you know, walked a, a few dozen seat, feet. Yeah, so Vargas will step through the door first then. He'll say, as long as I still have this ability going, I'll go first. I can hit the danger from a little bit further away. Has it been two in-game minutes, Sam? Um, probably been more than two in-game minutes, yeah. Alright, Brixby's shield fades away. Alright, and as you all step through the metal corridor leading deeper into wherever it is that you are, I'm going to bed. Oh, good night, Sam. Good <laughs> night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Oh, why is. are you gonna shift Z me right it now? Is. There's the guy. Oh, it's just oh, there it is. Looking totally peaceful. Look at that. I don't know what you're talking about. This is an audio medium. Are those his diplomacy knives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for ribbon cutting ceremonies. Clearly, if he wanted to hurt us, he'd be holding the spears too. He does have the two extra arms. Or, or when you like make a really nice sushi roll and you have to present it to someone on the end of the knife. Oh. That's good. We're going to have conference room sushi. It's certainly possible. This <laughs> seems sushi. like the way most meetings start with, with a strange four-armed creature brandishing weapons and standing up dramatically. In two years from now, I'm going to be living alone in my apartment full of stuffed scorpions and have to defend that to someone when they come to the door. Like, oh, I do a podcast no, I'm not lagging. Comcast gave me this deal. They said, do you want more latency? I was like, more is always better. And so I'm paying an extra 10 bucks a month. Tech jokes. Keep that one in the outtakes. <laughs>